Hey everybody, welcome to Trashy Divorces, everybody's favorite good podcast about bad relationships. Hey friends, I'm Alicia. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us. My name is Stacy. Stacy, you're bringing us a charming science nerd today. Indeed I am. I have the one and only Trashy Divorce of Bill Nye, the science guy. With a few dead roses on the side. A little, little rosebush homicide on this and, one. And uh, a wife he can't remember. It's a really good story. <laughs> Before we get into those travails today, I want to pull out a magic mirror here to give some huge thanks and praise to a few folks this week. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us at patreon.com slash trashy divorces. Abby, Christine A, Laura S, Mary P, Charity H, Annika R, Sharon D and Katie E. Holy cats, thanks so much for subscribing over at patreon.com. Got a big extra super big shout out for the newest super 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 supporter, Fabulous Double T. You need to let us know what bonus divorce you want for your season 18 spectacular. Got a few more names here in the magic mirror as well. Thank you for the amazing reviews, Gary, One Girl Painting, and Galena as well. Y'all rock. Thank you so much for your support in every way for Trashy Divorces, telling your friends, coming in to listen, your kind reviews, joining us on Patreon. It really is a wild ride. We're going to take a little science journey this week, Stacy. Bill Nye is not going to promise you a rose garden. <laughs> he is not. I guess we should go, go, go. Talk some weird science to me, Stacy. Alicia, over the last 17 seasons, we have covered movie stars and rock stars, politicians who pander, huckstering housewives, but with a few notable exceptions, we are glaringly short on geeks. But not today. Not today. Today's subject may not be a Nobel laureate like Albert Einstein, but Bill Nye, the science guy, is one of the most beloved science communicators of our time. And luckily for us, he also had a brief, weird, and decidedly trashy split from his first alleged wife. Alleged wife? Mm -hmm. Oh, this is going to be fun. Bill Nye the Science Guy is admired by many who he has inspired to love science with his goofball antics and his charming stage persona. He wasn't always the science guy, and actually came upon that role in a bit of a roundabout way while trying to make a break in stand-up comedy. If you grew up in the 90s or if you had kids growing up around that time, you will have many fond memories of Bill Nye as a favorite teacher. In addition to his popular TV show, he continued keeping kids interested in all things science through a series of children's books. And of course, his books included a bunch of fun projects and experiments for the young scientists in your life to test the concepts for themselves. We love experiments. We love experiments. As a guy who educated millions through his after-school television program, he seems just about as wholesome as it gets, but just like most of us, he's had a few trashy experiences in his life. Although he only has one divorce, I mean, so far, it involved a whirlwind romance, megachurch leader Rick Warren, an invalid marriage license, poison herbicide, and a restraining order. This story has everything. Oh, and then some. To add to the strangeness of this divorce, 
Bill Nye will today argue that it was never a divorce because they were never married at all. Oh, Mm -hmm. I forgot that you existed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Bill Nye was born on November 27th, 1955 in Washington, D.C., and grew up in a very scientific home with really noteworthy parents. His mother, Jacqueline Jenkins Nye, was a codebreaker during World War II. She worked with Enigma machines to intercept and decipher German messages. I think she was, and a, a group were recruited in college How for this cool work. How cool is that? Super cool. The group that she worked with has been credited with shortening the war by a year and a half. Holy cats. Think about the number of lives saved. In a year and a half of war? Yeah. So Bill has said about his mother, my mom was a big believer in women doing everything. She wasn't Rosie the Riveter. She was Rosie the Top Secret Codebreaker. I love Rosie the Top Secret Codebreaker. (laughs) His father, Edwin Darby Nye, was a survivor of a Japanese prisoner of war camp. Oh, Uh, wow. Ned, as he was known, was working building an airstrip on Wake Island when he was captured by the Japanese. He would spend the next four years being held as a prisoner with, there were like 1,200 others. Wow, that's terrible. Yeah, while he was in the POW camps, he used his engineering and science knowledge to make sundials so that he could tell time. Mm -hmm. Interesting. The prisoners had no electricity. All their watches were confiscated. So Ned figured out a way to make a sundial using the shadow of a shovel handle, like... They have to be calibrated, though. It's, uh, it's a whole thing. Experiments. We're going to have a little bit more about that as part of the Patreon bonus segment. Oh, at great. The, at Spider the end of the story. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. So Bill earned a scholarship to attend the prestigious Sidwell Friends High School. This is a super famous Washington, D.C. school. Sidwell Friends has an impressive list of alumni and is a favorite choice for the presidential children. Oh, fancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so some of these include Archibald Roosevelt, Trisha and Julie Nixon, Chelsea Clinton, and Sasha and Malia Obama. A few other notable alumni are Charles Lindbergh, Gore Vidal, and Nancy Reagan. Oh, wow. After graduating from high school in 1973, Bill attended Cornell University to study mechanical and aerospace engineering. At Cornell, he had the amazing opportunity to take an astronomy class with none other than Carl Sagan. <gasps> no. Yeah, just heady times. Can you imagine? I watch Carl Sagan on old YouTube videos right? all the time yeah. just to get the knowledge. Yeah, this experience deepened Bill's passion and enthusiasm for astronomy, space, oh, and science in general. So Bill graduated from Cornell in 1977 with a Bachelor of Science in Mechanical Engineering. Although he seemed destined for a life spent... In deep science, Bill Nye also had a strong interest in and desire to perform as a stand-up comedian. This is not actually that unusual. Geeks tend to be very, very funny, I have found. Lucky for him, he would find a way to combine both of these passions and build a really cool career. That's the trashy dream. Mm -hmm. So his first job out of college was, I mean, this is kind of a big deal. He was an engineer for Boeing. He moved out to Seattle. Mm -hmm. Wow. He excelled there, and he invented a hydraulic resonance suppressor tube used in aircraft. As well as he was doing at Boeing, he also really wanted to explore space as an astronaut. Well, sure. He applied four separate times to NASA's astronaut training program, but was turned down. Astronauts, it turns out, generally have PhDs, and Bill Nye only had his Bachelor of Science. He was not educated enough to to go go to to space. space. He would later go on to be given several honorary PhDs, but NASA does not count those. Come on, NASA. 
Bill got a lot of laughs from his circle of friends because he did an uncanny impression of Steve Martin. No. Mm -hmm. He was encouraged to enter a Steve Martin lookalike contest hosted by Warner Brothers in 1978, and he won. People around Seattle were taking notice, and he began to be asked to perform his Steve Martin routine at parties and other, you know, like hanging out with the buds. He was doing stand-up in Seattle's nightclub scene in the evenings and on weekends. The host of a local TV show called Almost Live enjoyed his act, and they became friends. This guy's name is Ross Schaefer, and Bill will say, I crossed paths with Ross at comedy clubs and John Keister at comedy clubs. And so they said, hey, do you want to help write for this show? I started submitting jokes that were not especially good. (laughs) (laughs) But he was writing sketches, and soon opportunity would knock upon his door when a guest who was scheduled to be on the show didn't show up. There were six minutes to fill, and so his friend Ross was like, Bill... You're on. Yeah, why don't you do that stuff? You're always talking about science. You could be Bill Nye the science guy. And thus the legend was born. So Bill did a humorous bit about household uses of liquid nitrogen, and it was a hit. I'm kind of intrigued. What are the household uses of liquid nitrogen? (laughs) After that, Bill Nye the science guy was a recurring character on the show. He had other characters, too. This is absolutely fantastic. One was Speedwalker. This was a superhero. (laughs) Yeah, Speedwalker. He's a superhero who fought crime while adhering to the international rules of speedwalking. Oh, my. Bill was getting a lot of attention for his comedic sketches, and he was having a lot of fun, but he kept that day job at Boeing. Uh, Luckily for him, he was asked to do some instructional videos for Boeing. I guess his managers were like, well, if you like... Being in front of the camera, we we have a role for you. This was perfect for this young engineer who liked to perform. He was seeing that he could combine making people laugh with teaching them, you know, important fundamental science lessons. You Boeing career development path. No kidding. So he'll say, I always liked showbiz and got to make a few training films at Boeing. Soon after, I got the idea of a science show geared toward kids around like ages 8 to 12. So wisely, Bill understood that he could make kids love science if he could engage them and entertain them while teaching them, as, you know, the best teachers do. He's been fond of saying, if you look back on all teachers that you liked, I'm sure you'll find that they were very entertaining. Always. Always. Mm -hmm. The science demonstrations on Almost Live led him to a bigger part In the early 90s, CBS had a television series called Back to the Future, the animated series, which was based on the movies. The series featured live-action segments with Christopher Lloyd's Doc Brown character doing science experiments and demonstrations. Bill Nye was offered the part of his silent assistant. Oh, fantastic. Dr. Honeydew Mellon (laughs) (laughs) and Beaker. Back to the Future, the animated series, was not a hit, but Bill Nye was. Soon after that show was canceled, he was offered his own. Okay, so that was all a delightful journey, but, you know, this show is not called Charming Science Nerds. It's called Trashy Divorces. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we will get to Bill Nye the Science Guy's Trashy Divorce. See on the flip. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, 
but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sydney Battle and Matt Bellisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Trash Pandas, when you need a brain break from your day, let me recommend the game June's Journey for Android and iPhone. It's a hidden object mystery game where you are solving a murder, uncovering family secrets, and, I don't know, exposing official corruption? All in an extremely stylish 1920s setting. Every scene takes you deeper into the mystery and introduces you to an expansive cast of characters as June Parker explores the questions surrounding her sister's apparent murder-suicide at the family's beachfront estate. Add your own elements to the island, from lush gardens to gorgeous new buildings. This story has so many twists and turns. Right now, we are on a global journey attempting to rescue June's niece, Virginia. It's a great combo of gameplay. It's a memory puzzle, a design project, an intriguing storyline with genuinely fabulous art. When you want to let your mind wander, relax into this glorious 1920s murder mystery and get lost in the fun. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hi, this is Rachel Yucatel, and I'm here to invite you to listen to my podcast, Misunderstood with Rachel Yucatel. This podcast delves into the lives of those who have been reduced to a single headline. Each episode will take a closer look at the stories of those who are on a mission to change their narrative. Join me as we uncover the truth behind the misconceptions, shed light on the stories of those who have perhaps been wrongfully portrayed, explore the complexities of the human experience, and celebrate the power of second chances. Who doesn't love a good comeback story? Okay, Stacey, you would totally listen to a podcast called Charming Science Nerds. I may end up making a podcast called Charming Science Nerds. (laughs) But we're here for trashy divorces. We are. In 2005, Bill Nye sat down to read a little book called Mozart in the Jungle, Sex, Drugs, and Classical Music. This is written by oboist Blair Tyndall. This would become an Amazon series as well. In addition to playing oboe for the New York Philharmonic and others, Blair has a bachelor's and master's degree in music performance from the Manhattan School of Music. She also has a master's degree in communication from Stanford University and has written for the New York Times, a very well-rounded, accomplished person. She decided to go into writing after she realized that being a classical musician was not maybe the most stable of occupations. So in 2005, she shocked and captivated the world with this memoir-slash-exposé of her experiences in that insular world of New York's classical music scene. Interesting. Yeah, she documents the drama, the backstabbing, the drinking and the drugs, the sex and the poor working conditions, and her book created so much interest that it became the basis for the Amazon Prime original series Mozart in the Jungle from 2014 to 2018. Bill found the book so compelling that he reached out and contacted her and arranged a meeting. Oh, oh. (laughs) This is not the only time in his life that he's done this. Okay, we'll get to that. They started dating. They very quickly fell in love. And within, like, very few months, they were engaged to be married. 
Mazel. Yeah, it was lightning fast. Fans were surprised to learn about Bill's engagement, uh, which he announced during an appearance on The Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson. On February 3rd of 2006, Bill surprised Blair with a wedding ceremony performed by megachurch pastor and author Rick Warren. I am not sure why. It struck a lot of people as odd because Bill Nye is a self-proclaimed agnostic and a fervent supporter of evolution and like other sciencey things, both of which are strongly at odds with Rick Warren's worldview. The wedding march was performed by... I mean, imagine, Yo-Yo Ma. No. <laughs> just, I don't know. He just was like, let's get everybody famous here to, to so we'll have a- Party it up. Super famous megachurch pastor, and we'll have Yo-Yo Ma. It's great. As much of a hurry as Bill must have been in to make Blair his bride with that very short engagement and surprise wedding, he was in just as much of a hurry- very soon after, to unmarry her. Oh, no. Seven weeks after the (gasps) wedding, Bill filed for an annulment. Whoa. Yeah, the reasons were not made public, but the annulment was granted, and it was determined that the union was not valid. According to CBS, Bill told Hattie Kaufman, we were never married. We got a letter from the state of California with the great seal affixed that we were never married. So shortly afterwards, we both agreed it was not a good idea. Oh, Okay. (laughs) This account may be in dispute. Wow. Because it was not quite over that quickly. The marriage may have only lasted seven weeks, but they, he and Blair would end up fighting for years. So when Bill told CBS that they had both agreed it was not a good idea, it seems that he was not speaking for Blair in that. Yeah, did they they did not agree that it was okay. Uh, Blair claims to have been distraught about the annulment and would later say that she had no idea why their marriage was invalidated. If this sounds strange so far, just wait cuz it gets weirder. Shortly after the annulment, Bill claims that Blair snuck into the home that they had briefly shared and stole several expensive items including his laptop. Oh. According to Bill, she then used the laptop to send defamatory emails from his account, impersonating oh him. Mm-hmm. Again, he said, she said, but as the story goes, Blair was not done with Bill quite yet. He says that she proceeded to stalk him for several weeks, uh, then dressed all in black and got some herbicide and came on to, again, the property that they had briefly shared, and she poured herbicide all over his plants in the garden. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, he told CBS's early show, quote, she was dressed in black and wearing a black hat. She fled on foot when I called her name. Gardening at night. Yikes. It's important to note that the two owned the home together, so technically she was not on the property illegally. Blair admitted that she put weed killer on the garden, but claimed that she had a good reason to do it. Oh, oh, what was that? Describing herself as distraught and heartbroken, she said, quote, I became very angry and could only think of destroying the rose garden so he couldn't give another woman the roses which I had cared for. Oh, well, that's kind of heartbreaking. This is a seven week, you didn't care for him for that long. I I paid attention to those roses for like 40 whole days. (laughs) They were my roses. 
Bill also alleged that Blair intended to throw poison onto his face and sprinkle it in his eyes. Blair strongly denies these claims and says that she never had any plans to hurt him. You can't pick a rose to give to another lady if you can't see. (laughs) Oh, the thorns. All right, so Bill applied for a restraining order and was granted a six-year injunction against his maybe ex-wife, his ex-maybe wife? I'm not sure. She was ordered to stay 100 yards away from him at all times. Not sure how they worked out the property. I don't know if they sold the house. Anyway, Blair denied wrongdoing and claimed that she had only caused damage to the Rose Garden using herbicide, but Bill got the order all the same. So it seemed like this particularly ugly but brief chapter was done, but then in 2009, two years later, three years later, Bill filed more legal documents claiming that Blair had violated the restraining order. This resulted in $57,000 in legal fees. Oh my God. And then asked the court to make her pay it. Um, Yikes. Yeah. So Blair told TMZ in 2012, Bill Nye was the love of my life. I'm surprised that he's taken this action against me. I have no funds to pay him and he's very wealthy. So I'm not sure where this is coming from. It was a whirlwind two months. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you forget about me. That was the best two months months of of my my life. life. Bill Nye presumably replanted his rose bushes. (laughs) This is all terrible. Went down to Best Buy, bought himself a new laptop, and then he decided to do what so many Trashy Divorces alum have done. He went on Dancing with the Stars. Of course he did. In 2017. Gonna dance that girl right out of my heart. (laughs) Unfortunately, Bill hurt his knee, so he did not win the Mirrorball Trophy, but he says he had a great time and he was proud of his perseverance. He played hurt. (laughs) Good Lord. 2017 was a big comeback year for Bill because he launched his Netflix series, Bill Nye Saves the World. It was a remake of his earlier show, but it was an updated version where he talked to experts about scientific issues facing the world today. He's become a very ardent environmentalist and advocate for science, sometimes even getting into the political fray with his views on evolution and global warming as well. A couple of his quotes that have ruffled some feathers are, quote, Science is the key to our future, and if you don't believe in science, then you're holding everybody back. And it's fine. If you, as an adult, want to run around pretending or claiming that you don't believe in evolution, but if we educate a generation of people who don't believe in science, that's a recipe for disaster. We talk about the internet. That comes from science. Weather forecasting. That comes from science. The main idea in all of biology is evolution. To not teach it to our young people is wrong. He's also said, and I'm sure this is not anything that makes Rick Warren happy, the Earth is not 6,000 or 10,000 years old. It's not. And if that conflicts with your beliefs, I strongly feel you should question your beliefs. (laughs) Find new beliefs. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Bill would find love again, and he would decide to take another shot at marriage just last year in May of 2022. That took a long time. I mean... That was some collateral damage. Yeah, well, he had to... It takes roses roses. roses a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. you you don't want to. This time, I mean, his bride was a journalist and writer, the author of Code Girls, the untold story of the American women code breakers of World War II. Her name is Liza Mundy. Liza is very accomplished. She is a graduate of Princeton. She's been published in the New York Times, The Guardian, Politico, The Washington Post, 
and then, of course, became a nonfiction author. He's got a type. Folks who like science can get the honeys. Hey, brains are sexy. Brains are so sexy. Yeah, another of her successful books was the 2008 biography of Michelle Obama called Michelle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the two met when Bill realized that Liza had included his mother in uh, her book about women code breakers. Oh, totally makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So he reached out after reading the book. It's his signature move. And they fell in love, also his signature move. They got married at the Castle Buildings Haupt Garden at the Smithsonian Institute in Washington, D.C. This time, instead of superstar pastor Rick Warren officiating the ceremony, he reached out to Star Trek actor Robert Picardo. He played Interesting. the doctor on Voyager. So far, this marriage is remarkably restraining order-free. Liza, to the best of our knowledge, has not poisoned anything, and so the marriage looks to be off to a much better start. Good for you, Bill Nye, the science guy. Technically early days, I suppose, but mazel to you both, and uh, many happy returns. I guess your first anniversary is coming up in May. Wow. Forgot he even had a wife. Yep. That really did have everything. Well done. A little bit, yeah. And when we come back with our bonus segment, we're going to talk about sundials, and Mars rovers. Fantastic. You're skipping ahead. How many trash cans? Oh, boy. I'm going to go at four. four. Four trash cans. It's the number of years his father spent as a prisoner of war. Are they all filled with wilted dead herbicide roses? Yes. Yes. Spoiled rose gardens of, of uh, trash cans. Yes. We may have just named the episode. I never promised you a rose garden. Oh, there you go. There we go. I've been thinking about it. We've had a lot of ideas, but that may be it. My word. Well done. Big thanks to Melissa. For sure. Yes. Yeah, we need to we need to get our nerd quotient up on this show, and this seemed like a perfect way to do it. And big thanks to you, all you trashy nerds, for coming to hang out with us today. We can't tell you how much we appreciate you. Patreon folks, again, stay tuned. We're going to have a little bonus at the end about sundials. Yep. If you want to get in on all those bonus episodes and dumpster dives and bonus trashy divorces too, you can Mm -hmm. check out patreon.com slash trashy divorces. Two bucks a month will get you in on the fun. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're trialing some new stuff over there now. So we are Patreon listeners. Stay tuned for a Fun secret surprise thing coming for you this week. As always, we love y'all so much. Thanks for joining us today. Until we meet again this this weekend weekend for our season 17 finale. Booyah. Keep those hands clean. Keep your hearts sciencey, friends. And trashy, too. And trashy. Big love, y'all. Have a fantastic week. Bye. Bye. And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us, Stacy and Alicia, with a little research and writing help from the brilliant Melissa O. Our art is by Sydney V. Smith. That's Sydney V. Smith at CarbonMade.com. And our music is used with permission of Ratsy. Check her out at Ratsy's store on Instagram and definitely drop into Ratsy's store anytime you're in Oberlin, Ohio. You can contact us at trashydivorces at gmail.com or find us on the World Wide Web at trashydivorces.com. 
If you need more trash candy in your life, our Patreon community includes some of the very best humans around and thousands of hours of bonus content at every level of support. Join the fun at patreon.com slash trashy divorces. Interested in some trashy divorces swag? Check out our merch shop and Trash Panda Enthusiasm Society at bit.ly slash trashy gear. Want to advertise with us? Reach out to sales at advertisecast.com for more information. And last but not least, come play with us on social media. I keep most of our Trashy Divorces Instagram hopping. Stacy and I share it up over on Facebook, including our Trashy Divorces podcast discussion group. Come join us over there and thanks again everybody for listening. Keep it trashy, y'all.